You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome into the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Willie and Derek here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. You can find Debro on Twitter at DebroFFB. You can check out our main page on Twitter at FFB underscore 247. Head over to our website, 247FantasyFootball.com. Derek and myself are back together. If you are if you are you know a, a longtime listener, you're, you're noticing some changes here, and that's because we did join and teamed up with Locked On podcast network very excited this is our first show back together Derek and myself are just two of the three voices you will be able to find on the show Monday through Thursday every week during the NFL season very excited for what we got our we got killer lineups to to really help and engage our listeners like we never have before we are looking towards being able to recap the weeks and then go through the next day and give you guys injury two injury updates from our guy Ethan Turner who's one of the best guys in the game right now providing that talking all the normal stuff DFS waiver wires Thursday night preview start sits all that stuff every week we're going to be able to give that to you guys very excited for what we have going on with the locked on brand Derek we're back buddy Whew! back in the saddle dude and it is going to be lit four episodes per week <laughs> I gotta stock up on the honey whiskey, man. Yeah, you better you better start budgeting for that, bro. And I'll, I'll budget for the beer on, beer on this end for sure. So, like we said, this is our first show. Let let we, we wanted to give you guys a little intro into what's coming up, the changes going on on today's show. We will talk about some players you may be able to snag off your waiver wire or were drafted late, and you could attempt to trade for these guys before the season starts. So we think carry more value than than tip you know. They're typically being talked about right now. We will also talk about some of our biggest takeaways from the preseason. But first, we got to get into the news. Tons of stuff to get in through, so we'll, we'll we'll fire through this stuff. As far as the injury stuff goes, you know we're gonna we're gonna bring up the news. But tomorrow, we'll, Derek and Ethan will be on, and Ethan will be able to be uh, well a lot more in depth than me and Derek are going to even fathom trying attempting to to talk about injuries so we'll talk about it. let's get into some of these news man Jarek mckinnon obviously got to start there torn acl what does that mean though we, we we see it on twitter right now alfred morris matt Breida. how are you how are you looking at this situation Derek? man if anybody i gotta take out of this and this is regardless of format i'm gonna lean morris on this I, he's got the history in the offense and he's gonna be the one that that gobbles up the touchdowns i'm just not a Breida guy I, how do you look at this willie uh, and I'm on the flip side. I'm going to take Breed. I get that Morris is going to be your your guy that's going to tote the rock more between the tackles. I just like I'm going to go with with the uh, you know the better pass catcher in my opinion. But hey, we'll see. Mount, monitor the situation. If either of these guys are available, snag them up and wait to see what happens. All right, Joe Williams. I mean, this is a little 49er section right here. Joe Williams was released, former fourth round pick that especially the dynasty was very excited about. Uh, that has uh, that didn't last too long. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think the table that Kyle Shanahan was pounding on that day is broken half, and it's it's by the dumpster, <laughs> bro. It's going to burn that man. So it's, that, that Joe Williams is just whatever people wanted that to be a thing. It's not a thing, dude. It's just it, whatever. That, that ship has sailed. Yeah, that table's gone. All right, Nick Foles starting week one. Guess what? This is another one that Ethan was right on. Uh, if you're a Carson Wentz owner, just keep watching it. I mean, you if you drafted him, you knew that this was there was a chance this was going to happen. Oh, absolutely, man. And Ethan's been pounding the table for this. Talk about pounding tables here uh, for for weeks, months about this. So if you draft Carson Wentz late or, or wherever you take him in a draft, you got to get Foles as well or a backup plan because just because Foles is on their center week one doesn't mean that Carson Wentz is going to be under there week two. I think they're going to take their time with him. I mean, this team wants to make a deep run in the playoffs, so they're not going to push Wentz out there before they feel like he's ready. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear uh, Ethan kind of talk about what he's looking at in that situation. Another guy that he was talking about, Alshon Jeffrey, was activated off the pup list, so that's good. But Adam Schefter is saying he's likely out for the first two weeks, so it sounds like it could be better than than some were anticipating, but he definitely is not going to be 100% come week one. No, and even if he misses the first two weeks, you can't necessarily think that he's going to be up to full strength at week three, week four. So wheels up for Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz right now. Absolutely. Antonio Gates, he's back with the, the bolts. Come on, man. Listen, he, he it was coming. Nobody was shocked. I will say I, as a Chargers fan, I'm still not going out and grabbing Gates. I think we he's going to come in. He's going to going to play on downs in the red zone and on passing downs, but I don't, I don't expect heavy usage and it, you know, it's a great story. He's, it's a better football move than I think it's fantasy wise. And I'm just glad that, that he's back and he'll, he's back for, uh, you know, his last hoorah. Well, absolutely. And you got to believe with this talented chargers team, I know you're going to love this take that this team, I mean, he's got to be coming back for try to get a ring, man. If anybody, this helps, this helps Phillip rivers. So if you took rivers late in a draft and you're like, all right, got my, I snagged my top 12 quarterback. You got to be looking at it. this is a little bump for for Philip Rivers. Absolutely, Raiders. The Raiders as a Chargers <laughs> fan have been making they've been making me happy for the past couple, however long since uh, John Gruden was hired. Martavius Bryant, who they they gave up a third round pick for, released by the Raiders. Sounds like he surprise surprise is looking at another uh, possible suspension. So dynasty redrafts. I, I'm off the bus. I'm I'm, I'm no more, dude. I, I don't care what his nicknames are. What what the hype is. I'm done with that. Uh, same here. I think that Martavius is dead to me. It's just I've got no shares. I, I don't want any. It, it's Josh Gordon light, dude. I hate it because he's super talented, but it it's not going to happen for him. Nope. All right, on to some of your, your team's news. The, the New Orleans Saints, kind of surprisingly, they released Jonathan Williams and they signed Mike Gillisley. Now, this is one that I think – you do want to monitor and grab this cat if if he's hanging around on the waiver wire because with Jonathan Williams out, that could lead to some really quick uh, work on early downs. Oh, absolutely. With Ingram out the first four weeks, this is a guy that we've seen him handle those early down banger kind of role, like what Ingram has done in the past. I think that you could go snag Gillisley, see what the reports are coming out about it. Because, look, Jonathan Williams did not have a bad preseason. He played very, very well. So the fact that he got released, the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFL at keeping things in-house and under wraps. You don't hear about suspensions. 
and what have you out of this team until after that stuff's already been like appealed and stuff. I mean, we remember with Ingram and Willie Sneed. So the fact that they released Williams after a good preseason and Mikey G is coming in here, you got to pick up Mike Gillisley, but I would not be surprised to see rumors come out or anything substantial come out about Williams. All right, next up, Rashad Perriman, another one of these cats that everybody's been waiting to to break out, former first-round pick, released by the Ravens. So we'll see where he lands. Uh, I'm sure he'll land somewhere, but it just doesn't look – he wasn't really able to get anything going. He flashed a couple times, dropped a couple balls. Um, it, it, it's the same story as, you know, Kevin White. It, to me, you're just going to keep waiting. And we'll see where he lands and what happens from there. All right, Deontay Foreman, another – I know we keep plugging Ethan, but he's been trying to tell people about this stuff for for a while now. Deontay Foreman to start the season on the pup. He's going to miss at least the first six weeks of the season. Uh, Look, this just looks that much better for Lamar Miller. Oh, absolutely, man. Miller's going to be a three-down workhorse. And if you want to go back and listen to our AFC South preview and check the date and the time on that, Ethan was talking about this back then. So people need to get get in the know and listen to what Ethan's uh, slinging out there. Absolutely. All right, let's fire through these last ones. Uh, Zach Zenner out for the season due to a back injury. We know kind of muddy backfield just kind of eliminates one guy there. Corey Coleman, man, released by the Bills. If you can't make that team, there's something going on. So we'll see. This could be the end of of, of Corey Coleman. We'll see where he goes. If I mean, there's there's very few teams that have a worse wide receiver room than the Bills. So we'll see what happens there. Steven Anderson waived by the Texans. I do think this is a pretty pretty good one. This was a guy that was looked at to be kind of the lead guy in terms of having that that starting tight end role on this Houston Texans offense that we know is going to put up a lot of points. I think this opens up the door for you know guys like rookie Jordan Akins, uh, Ryan Griffiths there. Uh, look, he's out the door just kind of monitor those guys. It's, it's a boost for them. Bears tight end Adam Shaheen placed on IR after spraining his foot. He as well is going to miss at least six games. Once again, this is just more good news for Trey Burton. Yeah, buddy. Pump it up. Pump it up the Burton love, man. That dude is, you better believe the hype. He is going to blow the roof off this year. Absolutely. Also, some other stuff getting blown off the roof. Look, the Locked On Network is expanding. They got college shows going. They just launched a ton of new college podcasts. So shows for Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, if you're a Tennessee fan, Florida State and the ACC, Oklahoma, Baylor from the Big 12, Ohio State, Penn State in the Big 10, and Oregon in the Pac-12. And they just keep they just keep loading them up and pumping them out. So Checked out everything that they got going on. There's new podcasts popping up almost daily. Locked on Network is expanding, doing some great things. All right, on to what we learned from the preseason. Derek, talk to me. What was one of your big takeaways? I'm glad to say that the preseason is in, in the rear view, but what's something that stood out to you? Whew. Man, I and I was on the, the bandwagon of you got to fade this guy and he's not going to reproduce. Dude, CMC is the real deal, baby. Christian McCaffrey is the real deal for snap percentage in that Panthers backfield. I mean, he hogged up the first team snaps in the preseason at 89% versus CJ Anderson. He played every single red zone snap. And this guy, like, look, I was fading him hard coming into the year. I still don't think he sees that same 113 targets he saw last year. But now considering what we saw in the preseason and him being that just every down kind of guy, 
he is going to surpass the 197 touches he had last year. So I severely underestimated his workload and his snap count going into the preseason. And it, it, it's wheels up, dude. I, I mean, CMC is he's top 12 for me that walking into this season. Totally agree. Love me some Christian McCaffrey this year. One thing that stood out to me was you're all in on him. I'm all in on Andrew Luck. We all know the concerns that existed uh, with, with him coming into the season. You wanted to just see him out there playing, and I think there was a lot of good signs from the Colts rolling him out there in the first preseason game. That was that was a big green light for me to see him rolled out there that early. That says that they have confidence and they're not really worried about a big setback. I didn't see any red flags in his throwing motion or his play during the preseason. We didn't see a ton of of you know big throws down the field, but I think that's just going to come. He he, he isn't a hundred percent, but he is working his way to that from what I see. I think he looked and he gained more confidence in each of the preseason games as well, highlighted by his third game. He completed eight to ten passes and threw a touchdown. So the fact that he looks like he's on his way to 100%, I think he's going to be a great value for those that drafted him. This is a guy who has three, he, who has three top four fantasy quarterback finishes in the four seasons in which he played at least 15 games. I mean – that's all you got to see. This is a team that, with a very questionable defense that projects to need to throw. We know that Luck is going to produce if he's out there. So I'm wheels up for Andrew Luck. Well, and to your take, if you watched any of the Colts games, there were a lot of drop passes, a lot of misplays. I know I saw a few of them, especially during the Ravens game, where Ryan Grant was just like, <laughs> just butterfingers in it up the whole entire time. So some of those Luck lines could have been juicier than they were. And speaking of Juicy, man, you got to bring it to South Beach. I love the talent of Kenyon Drake, and he is easily the most explosive weapon for this Dolphins team. And for everything that's come out of South Beach with Adam Gase, and that dude is just a mouthpiece, talking and hyping every single player that he possibly can yearly. The reality of it is, is that if Gase wants to keep his job he is going to have to feature explosive players. And, man, that is Kenyon Drake. In the preseason, this dude had only 15 carries, and he busted that out for 102 rushing yards, 6.8 yards per carry, and he caught five out of his six passing targets for 47 yards. So while I don't trust anything out of Gase's mouth anytime he opens it, the fact of it is is that if he wants to keep his job, he's going to feed Drake and he's going to give him the ball I mean, last year we saw that Drake and the games, the three games that he was given 20 or more touches, the Dolphins were two and one. So I, I believe in the guy wanting to keep his job this year. Yeah, Drake, man, he's the ultimate, you know, risk reward player to me when you got to narrow it down because, like you said, he just shows so many great skill skills that you, he's flashing out there, looks good. If all things hit, he gets the workload. You got to expect him to have a monster season. It's just, Will he get the touches and can he hold up? Because we have not seen him really ever be be a, a, a workhorse in any any level of his football career. So yes, can't wait to see how that unfolds. Unfortunately, I he was a guy that I I didn't draft a ton of because I kind of weigh a little bit more on the side of caution. But we'll we'll see how it turns out. All right, my second thing that I stood out to me was this this Cowboys offensive line, and it wasn't necessarily through the games that they played, but there may be some cracks in this armor. And you and me have both been. Very, very high on Ezekiel Elliott coming into the season, and that really stems from the Cowboys' offensive line. It's not because we know that Jason Garrett is going to run this super dynamic offense and he has all these weapons to, around him to take pressure off him. It's because we could point at that offensive line and say, regardless, 
you can't stop them. You know they're going to run it, but they still have been able to continue to run it regardless of teams or no one not knowing what's going on. Fast forward to now, and there's, I mean, there should be some concern. If you're somebody that owns Ezekiel Elliott, you can't feel as good as you did. You start to look across that line. You start with Travis Frederick, their starting center. He's out with no timetable to return after being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Zach Martin's dealing with a bum knee. Tyrone Smith, we know that he has missed games in the past two seasons with reoccurring back issues. They got a rookie in Connor Williams that the Cowboys drafted in the second round. He's still trying to adjust to his new role and his new position. And look, it could all be it could all work itself out, and these guys can get healthy and stay healthy, but they are not entering the season looking like the offensive line that we were hoping to enter the season as. And, and that's a fair point. Uh, the only thing that I'll say that gives you a little bit of hope if you've already drafted Zeke as your RB1 is that I do think that we are going to see a bump in the pass game for him. We saw that last year in limited to only 10 games, but the games that he had five or more targets, he you know, surpassed what he did in 2016. So if his pass game involvement, because we've heard about the pass game weapons for the Cowboys, if that bumps up, it might help some of those offensive line concerns. All right, on to waivers slash some late round drafted guys that we think that you could probably either acquire off your waiver wire or you should be sending out some 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 uh you know some trade requests for send them out see get some offers out there and see if you can snag these guys because we think that they could see a much bigger uh, value than their name currently holds who's somebody that you've been snagging up you know maybe you drafted them but they could be available in some some people's leagues man and if anybody's gotten on twitter you have seen my love and my tweets <laughs> time and time again. And you're look, I, all the props to Willie because he turned me on to this dude. But Jordan Wilkins, man, it's Jordan Wilkins season, baby. Mac is dealing with a hamstring issue. Wilkins is walking into week one as the starter right now. And this is a guy when he has been given the ball, he was super efficient in college. And I know we didn't see that in the preseason, but I still think that this offensive line is kind of finding its way. We know that the talent is there. They added some pieces in the draft. Wilkins in college, out of the 120 college running backs that saw 120 or more rushing attempts, that dude was 11th in yards per carry. He was the eighth most elusive running back from that draft class. I just think like walking into week one, he is presented with a jewel of an opportunity versus the Bengals who gave up the third most rushing yards per game last year. If he can blow the top off, this is a guy that can command. We know this is going to be a running back by committee, but he could command the starters chair in that committee, which we talked about. You love, you're all in on Andrew Luck. So if you're all in on Andrew Luck, the starting running back in that same offense, dude, give it to me. Give me, give me all the shares of Wilkins you can, man, because I, I, I'm a believer. And you know I'm right there with you, man. Yes, he is a dude that I am absolutely trying to target at the end of drafts. And uh, if he's available, you better snag that boy up before somebody else does. And if he's owned, send out some offers. Another guy, one of the guys for me is is Jerron Brown, former Cardinal wide receiver that the Seahawks brought in. That I think he could play a bigger role than some people expect. We keep hearing that Doug Baldwin should be fine, could be ready to roll week one, but we still have to see if that holds true with the unknown knee issue that that kept him out of the preseason. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen there. Brown flashed some of his potential this preseason as a potential big play guy. I mean, this isn't, I mean, he's 6'3, he's a big boy, uh, averaged over 27 yards of reception on the three targets he hauled in. I know it's a small sample size, 
But there's 140 targets up for grabs with with guys like Jimmy Graham and Paul Richardson now gone. And he could be a guy that that can be leaned on in this offense, even regardless if Doug Baldwin is healthy and playing. There's still a lot of question marks around these other wide these other not only wide receivers, but pass catchers. So best case scenario, even you know, worst case scenario for him would be Doug Baldwin's back. Still, the other guys still need to prove it. Guys like Tyler Lockett, all these people need to step up. Doug Baldwin, if he is not there, I mean, that's even that much more targets could be up for grabs. So I love Jerron Brown. We know the Seahawks are going to have to throw a ton. We've seen that gradually increase over the past, you know, handful of seasons with Russell Wilson as this this Seattle defense has, has declined, and it's 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 at the bottom now. So. I want to invest in an offense like that. I think Jerron Brown is worth a a late-round flyer. Yeah, and I love it. And one of the guys that I feel like was he was a late-round guy as soon as he signed and the guy that I was targeting as that last pick. And with all this, I mean, we got into the news, and with Jarrett McKinnon now out, uh, since typing this up and putting it on the show sheet, his, his uh, ADP – for any drafts that are left, it's going to skyrocket, man. And that's Alfred Morris. We kind of got into this earlier, but I'm getting as many shares as I can, man. We've seen what he's done in this offensive system in the past. Two years under Shanahan, 1,613 rushing yards and 1,275 rushing yards. He averaged 10 rushing touchdowns per year. And everybody wants to talk about what he can't catch and everything like that. And look, I get it. I understand that. But even though the dude only had 28 targets in those two seasons under Shanahan, he was still RB8 in 2012 and RB21, and that's in PPR, okay? So considering with Jimmy G under center, weapons around him, back in the same system, and we saw this dude was basically just dropped into that system in preseason and the dress rehearsal in week three, and you saw what he did, he just said, all right, fine, man. I, I, I've ridden that bike before. Put me on it again. I'm, I'm good. I'll Lance Armstrong that thing all day. So uh, give me Alfred Morris. You have to invest. You know what I mean? I mean, how do you not? This offense is being looked at to take a huge step forward with the full se- season of Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, back for a second season. So you have to take your shots on some of these guys. And worst case scenario, it doesn't pan out. And you, you, you're not losing out on anything when you drop a guy you picked up. Just make sure you get him before you can. Guy that I'm drafting and not letting hit the waiver wire is Austin Eckler. I've been preaching about it for a while now, and I think the preseason showed exactly why. This dude showed out all through camp. I mean, and he showed out in the games. Not only do I want to own him if I'm a Melvin Gordon owner, but I want to own him in every league if possible because I do believe he's going to have standalone value. We've seen this offense have a Danny Woodhead come in and you know you really really not I mean he warranted so many touches that you had to give him some because he was such an explosive playmaker when he got the ball in open space that's what you see with Austin Eckler he's clearly carved out some sort of role in this offense with his ability to catch the ball in the backfield rip off big plays when he gets in that open space average just under eight yards per touch during the preseason on 16 touches and like I said, I think he's going to have standalone value. But if something was to happen to Melvin Gordon, I think Eckler could legitimately be a league-winning upside talent, especially in PPR leagues. If you look at the just the Chargers' third preseason game where Melvin Gordon didn't play, he showed his upside. I mean, that first drive, he was basically the entire first drive. He ended up racking up 63 yards, 
total yards and a rushing touchdown on nine touches. I just think that's what what he has, and in terms of upside, I, the the standalone values there, the league winning upside. If something was to happen to Melvin Gordon, is there absolutely worth the roster spot? I I absolutely agree with you, and and we talked about Gates getting signed. But I think the the fact that Hunter Henry going out and Gates is going to just be a red zone weapon, the thing that makes you feel great about Eckler is his efficiency and how efficient he is with whatever touches he's been given, whether that's preseason or even last year before he went down with an injury and he was limited. But I, I love Eckler. I love the talent, and you got to believe he's going to be using this pass game moving forward. All right, that's a wrap. So that, like, like we said, stay tuned tomorrow. Derek and Ethan are going to be on. Ethan's going to just spit a whole bunch of great injury update news. Uh, so that's one you definitely don't want to miss. And then, uh, hey, we're going to keep this thing rolling. You know, this this week's a little different than our normal schedule because we're not off and running yet. But we're going to still preview top fantasy games of the week later on in the week. We can do some start sit uh, on Wednesday on Thursday's pod. We'll have all the Thursday night preview. We'll have. Elliot Kriston for some DFS talks and another injury update. So tons of stuff to stay tuned for. We are pumped to continue this and keep it here. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7. Hell yeah, man. Week one, it's on us, baby.